podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club Back 22, the Rangers podcast. This week, Seema puts the Saints to the sword, the good and the bad of the AGM and the trip to the capital to play Hearts on Wednesday evening. I am Scott Carney and before I introduce my guest, uh, my family and I have not been very well the past couple of days, so if this podcast falls below the standard, which isn't a very high standard, let's be brutally honest about it, then I do apologise. But I'm here and I'm battling through. I am Scott Carney and I am joined by Ali Pearson. You are carrying me tonight, mate. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just in a door an hour or, so, or an hour or so. I was in Exeter for work there, but I'm back. But um no, there's a few things to talk about Rangers tonight. There is, mate. Yeah, Scotia was due to join us tonight, but he's been held up at work and due to me probably not going to be awake in an hour. Uh, I thought we'll just crack on without him, unfortunately. But he'll Sorry, be back. Scotia. He, he'll be back. I think he might be back tomorrow night, actually, for the reaction um, after the game. I should hopefully be back for that. Unless he's coming up to meet you. No? No. No, right, so he'll likely be back tomorrow. Um, but yeah, as I say, shameless plug as always before we get into things. If you could like the channel, uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel all the usual stuff, share it with your pals. We, we are pushing towards 6,000 subscribers now on YouTube, which is absolutely bonkers, so we'd really appreciate the support that way. You can join the channel for as little as 99p to support us even further, and you can also buy the podcast a coffee as well as joining the Coffee Buying Legend membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links are in the description for this podcast. Very much appreciated. Ali, right, we'll start with the 2-0-1. Over St Merlin Saturday, just quickly, mate, we'll go over it. I know we've done the reaction video, a very cold reaction video that we'd done after the game on Sunday because it wasn't particularly uh, wasn't particularly warm at all. It was a very, very cold day. But a double from Seema is enough to see he's get a kind of much-needed win, especially after the disappointment of the Limassol game uh, and the performance as well to go along with that. Two really good goals by uh, Seema. The, the kind of looked even better when she's seen them, seen them back after the game. Really impressive, but... Same old problems were rearing their head, especially in the first 44 minutes of the, the match, mate. It was the same old kind of problems. But um, Shima was definitely due a goal, mate. Um, uh, and he obviously got two. Your thoughts on him, mate, from the game? Because you, you were mentioning on the way down. Um, and I think in, maybe in the pub afterwards, you'd mentioned that um, you'd be interested to see him playing through the middle. And if you look at his second goal, I know he kind of runs off the right, I suppose, to an extent. But you might not have a. It might be a quite a shout, mate, to be try Seema through the middle anyway, because it could be a better option than Dessers, dare I say. Yeah, I think maybe you would be a better option than Dessers <laughs> through the middle, can he? Even oh. Scotia when he's nervous would be better. Yeah, um, but no, I, the reason the reason I, I said about it going down uh, back to the pub that night was because uh, Danilo's been kind of off form a wee bit and you need somebody to come in sometimes, especially the amount of games we've got coming in December. We're, we're playing, playing every three, four uh, days here, so somebody needs to come in and help Danilo at times. And you look, Dessers for me, yeah, his link up for the first goal, he did well, but apart from that, nothing for me. He, he doesn't, if that was Dessers in front of goal, I'd 
I wouldn't have confidence in him scoring. Seema, for me, is the more he's more clinical in front of the goal of the, the strikers we've got. I would say some of the scores some fantastic goals for Rangers. Seema, um, he's a top goal scorer out of three of them. So I'd like to see him through the middle just to see what he's like because you've now got well, Matondo's back now, so he, he could play out in the left. I'm not saying play Seema there every week. I'm just saying he's an option there going forward if we pulled Danilo out now and again to put Seema there because he took his two goals at the weekend fantastically and he is clinical in front of goal, Seema. He, he really is. I mean, the, the goal against, um, I'm trying to think who it was. Um, it was one of the games oh, a few weeks ago. He was he was played in and he scored the first goal for Rangers at Ibrox and he just he put it in the bottom corner. I'm, I'm trying to think of what game it was, but he was clinical there. And it was another one where I thought, He's scoring. And again, at the weekend, I thought when he was slipped in McCantwell, yeah, he's putting that away. And he does. So um, I think Clement said he wants him to be more um, greedy, if you want to say, instead mm-hmm. of looking for his looking for um, the pass a few times. But I'd be interested to see him through the middle. Yeah, I think he's he's composed as well. I think when he was when he was running through, he was very composed in front of goal. He, he seems to take his chances more often than not. And I think it's good to keep things fresh with the, a player the like of Seema. He is direct. He likes to get the ball and take a player on, but it's not hard for a defender to quickly suss it out. And if you put two men on him, if they can a double mark him at times, it does become pretty difficult for him to make an impact. But I thought on on um, Sunday it was much more like him, really much more like him, and I thought he's. he's goal was um, both goals were really really well taken really well taken and he's kind of got that in him I think he you can clearly see he likes playing for the club you can clearly see he likes scoring goals for the club and yeah I think it, you're, you're probably in with a shout with the options that we may have in order to play somebody else on the left um, to see what he would be would be like through the middle and I do think I, I think we need as many options there as possible because Kamar Roof is Kamar Roof Danilo is Come on, come on, come on! Instagram post up today, Karen, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder that's him back in training." Oh, wait, it was on a horse. Of oh, course it was. Yeah, of course it was a it horse. Was. <laughs> uh, oh, he, he was on a horse, or it was a horse. He wasn't on the horse. It was just a, oh, was a right, horse. Thank God! I was like, "Oh, brilliant! He's out horse riding. That's going to do do magic, guy." Um, but no, I think it would be an option. To say, I think Danilo. Sometimes uh, there's a lot of expectations expectation placed on him because he is the only striker that really have fire and fit and he is a good player. I think there's certainly more to come from him. I think at times he can be he can kind of drop out of games. He was he was guilty at the weekend, I think, of playing one pass too many for a chance that we had. But I think it's all these things that will come in time when, when players have played a lot more games with each other. And uh, I do believe Danilo is still probably the first choice for most. Um but as I say, when you look past him, there is not a great a great option really to come in and play um play in in his position and yeah and I'm not having a bashing session tonight because I don't I don't have it in me to have a bashing session but he just wasn't good enough he's just not showing enough for, for you to get excited about a, a a striker for Rangers it seems like one of those signings that's still a wee bit a wee bit confusing um because he's he did well enough for the first goal he was involved but that, that was really it he didn't do very much else in the the rest of the game um can't well mate he is just our number 10, and that's it, really. There's not really much more I can add from that. But it was good to see that Clement is 
willing to right his wrong to a certain extent by by giving him the chance there. Uh, I mean, even a comment that he made in his presser today, it's all about how Clement, uh, how Cantwell performs in that role, whether he chooses to keep him there. But for me, there's just absolutely no doubt. Two assists, I rest my case. <laughs> he was uh, uh, he was slightly frustrated in the first half, I, I thought, against uh, St Mirren at the weekend. But the team wasn't great in the first half. Second half, I thought he was very good. He was kind of running the show for me at times, and you've got to play him there. Why he plays persists with Lammers there over the last few games is beyond me because Lammers isn't he good enough to play for Rangers. No. Um, so Cantwell, if Cantwell's fit, Cantwell plays there for me. So he's got to play there, and the second goal just proves why he should play there for me. Never hides in a game, Cantwell, anyway. See, if he's not playing great, Cantwell, he's always looking for the ball, always demanding the ball. He'll never hide. Lammers for me is a guy that I would hide in a game. Um, so oh, it has done for many occasions. It has, yeah, we're not doing a bashing session here. No, no, not, not tonight. We'll, not we'll tonight. go back, but um, but no, Cantwell. But uh, all the fans have said for ages, you've got to play him. Clement says he's put his arm around him, we've had a word. He did say he might have to use him on the right hand side if they have injuries going forward because he, he can play out there, but I think. He knows Clement attends the position for him. So I'd like to think when we line up tomorrow night, Todd Cantwell will be the number 10 again. Well done, Ali. So yes, I did. Cantwell will be Lammers back in. No, there's just there's, there's absolutely no doubt. I don't think anybody can put an argument forward to say that Cantwell isn't the best number 10 that we have at the at, at the at the club. And I understand what you're saying about playing him on the right, but I'm, I'm, I would much rather you play somebody else there. I don't really care who else, but for me, when Cantwell was performing in his own form and he's playing in the 10 role, he can have such an effect on a game, much more so than he can playing on the right-hand side. So to me, you've got to prioritise his position over anybody else's, yeah. really. Um, he has to be. He has to ease the, create, the creative heartbeat of the team for me. And when he's on form, he has to... He has to remain in that 10 role I've got absolutely zero doubt about that but yeah look as you said I don't want to go over too much again I would have done a lot more with um, the game probably if Scotia had, a, had a been here because let him have his say on the game but very cautious that I don't want to just repeat what me and Alistair were saying on Sunday because I know what Ali's like. He's like me. Your kind of first opinion seems to be your your true opinion. So, yeah, it was a must-needed win for Rangers on Sunday. We got the three points and we move on. And it was pretty much as simple as that. Yes, there were still problems, but there's going to be problems until there's changes made, until Clement can get players in that he wants, he can get a, a full squad back in terms of injuries. So, no, two very, very well-taken goals, really enjoyable goals to watch. And yeah, we just kind of we kind of roll on from there. Really, that's really all we can add to that. The move on to the AGM mate that was today. It was held at Edmondson House uh, and was attended by the full board and the manager. <sighs> right, I'm going to try and do this in the most respectful way I can. Okay, there is good questions to ask at an AGM, and then there's bad ones. There was a few bad ones today. I don't really 
think everybody understands what an AGM is actually about and we get dragged into these ridiculous comments made by some people, in my opinion anyway, ridiculous comments that just should be asked at a different place. It's not really what the AGM is for. So we'll start with the bad, mate, right, because some of them some of them made me laugh. Some of them gave me a wee giggle. One of the questions was asked by our supporter today, what Rangers are doing to comply with net zero. Now, by all reports, the guy was then asked, was then removed from proceedings after kicking off pretty much from an answer uh, from Bennett that was, well, the whole world is on that journey. If, what are you, as he's, like, if you're, you're trying to put yourself in that position where you're asking that question, Alistair, what do you expect the board to reply to that? There isn't very much they can say, is there? It's a waste of question. He's gone about reducing the carbon footprint. That's the last thing we want to know about is our um, going forward as a football team. I John Bennett probably answered it correctly in terms of um, everybody's doing it. The whole world is doing it. Do you know what I mean? But in terms of the AGM, was set up perfectly for to ask questions of why did we make an arse in the summer? Michael Beale, etc., etc., to have a right go at the board because they they've made a complete arse of it in the summer. And some of the questions that were asked, Carney, you'll probably get one or a couple of others. Just I will, I will. Waste, waste of a question. And I know these guys have got the right to ask questions, but ask something semi decent. I mean, <laughs> well, I think that I think the fans forum things more appropriate for questions yeah. like that. The AGM is. People were shareholders are looking. I can fully understand that. I, I do get that, and I suppose it's everybody's prerogative. It's a kind of it's a, a self indulgent thing, I suppose, to be able to ask any question that you want. But you're you're quite within your right to. It. I'm not saying that, but out of all the questions you can ask, maybe have a think about it before you ask the question. And I don't want people to criticise me, but I just felt like, why are you asking that? That's not a question that anybody really wants to know the answer to. It. And I'm not having a go at anybody that's a climate act- activist or whatever you may want to be or want to believe then fine, then by all means do so, but the club are, the club are doing what every other club are doing and they're going along with the rules that are getting put in place, There's, they're not going to break their back over to trying to do something like that just like every other company in the world is doing you're trying to, like I don't know, major companies they're, they're all doing what they need to uh, just what they need to and no more that's just the way the world, that's a ridiculous question for me anyway Another comment, mate, was about the booing. Uh, a comment from a fan was made regarding the booing. Uh, not, all, not um, now, and I say I'm not a, a fan that boos. Okay, I never have been. Uh, I've never done it. However, I will always say that if you're paying your money to go to the game, you're pretty much entitled within reason to have your response in any way that you deem to do so. It's not something I do. I'm not particularly criticising anybody else that chooses to do so, but for me it's not my thing I don't really understand that question to the regards of what do you expect the board to do about that do you expect the board to bring in an anti-booing campaign that you get banned from your seat how dare you get caught booing and ultimately what it comes down to the booing that people choose to do to express their feelings. This is because the board have made an arse of it. This is because the board have made an arse of the last two managers they've appointed and the recruitment that we've just been through. So, it's probably if the boo if the board had got it correctly, we wouldn't be in this position. But another one, another question from you, where I thought 
that's your AGM question. That we're all behind the team. Everybody's behind the team. I hate this, or you're not behind the team because you're criticising them. Oh, I very much am. Still, it's nothing's changed. But again, another question, mate, where I'm going, is that the best you could come up with? The fact that there's been upset, the fact that we've been getting beat 3-1 at uh, Ibrooks off Aberdeen? <laughs> it's... Um... Aye, it was another ridiculous question. To be honest, in terms of fans, I'm kind of I'm kind of leaving you with nothing there, mate. But that's, yeah, well, that's I, I, I'm well, probably doing that as well to try and prove a point. Because what do you expect the board to do with that? Well, there's not much. Well, people are entitled to do what they want at the game. If they pay their money, they're entitled to do it. Do we agree with booing the team half the time? I don't. I'll say my piece on the team when I leave the ground. 100%. Sometimes I'll say, that's a lot of garbage or something, no, and I'm out, and that's it. But I don't. I don't boo them, but. People have got the right to do it. I'm, who am I to say they can't do it? So, like you say, Carney, it's up to Rangers to give the fans something to shout about, and and they haven't over the previous season, so it's on the board, but it's not a question to ask at the AGM. Maybe in a roundabout way, the guy was trying to get at the board for being so poor. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was a kind of weird double-edged question, I suppose, but... And a better question would have been, the booze reflect your poor job over the past 12 months? Explain. And do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that would have been a much better question because you need to put the board on the spot at the point. You, you're a shareholder, you get your chance to ask the questions. And uh, 100%, I'm, I'm, I'm still a wee bit surprised that nobody went, who sanctioned these signings in January, by the way? Um, and the summer even who 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 was responsible for this you're not telling me that like let's say Lammers Dessers especially uh, well Lammers especially for me but Dessers even Sifuentes there's, there's, there should have been more in-depth questions about who has to take responsibility and ultimately what lessons they're going to learn from it and take forward I suppose the, the appointment of a director of football and recruitment and a, a head of performance is maybe part of the, the learning process that they're going through but yeah anyway on to the good ones that were asked about the disabled facilities were brought up quite lately. Um, an update on that is the first section will be in the middle of the Copeland and work is due to start in the summer. Um, the singing section as well is obviously still being explored and it looks like it will probably be behind the goal in the Copeland. That's me reading between the lines there as well because I don't believe it will be anywhere else apart from that. Um, it would be there. And my gels, mate, will stop at because everybody's favourite subject is my gels, is it not? Um Basically, the question was, how can I get a ticket for the, for the ticket for the games that I'm not getting a ticket for? I don't think I've ever asked this question, but I'm going to. How would you allocate the tickets? If you were Rangers, how would you allocate the tickets to people that are applying for away tickets, for cup final tickets? How would you do it? I don't know. They've tried umpteen ways. I think they come out, one of the guys who answers it, Carney, and says, well, an example is we're playing Hearts tomorrow night, 500 allocation. And over 14,000. 14, <laughs> no, what do you do with that? It's, it's supply and demand. Yeah. Unfo- the, 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 the demand we have outweighs the supply. And I, I, the, the semis and the finals is the one I think that's the away tickets is a big bugbear for folk because um, people who are in gold, people who are in gold are always going to have the advantage because they'll always get tickets and always stay in gold. Um, they did say there's some stuff to come out with my gears going forward, so we'll see what that is. But the, the semis and the finals are probably the next bugbear. The only thing they would do, Carney, and I think they've done it previously before, was say the semi, for instance, you got a ticket for the semi. All the guys that miss out um, on the semi final would get a ticket for the final potentially. 
I know they did that previously, I think, but I, there's no way. Anyway, see for me though, I don't think that's correct. I don't think that. No, is I know. Correct to do but that, they had, they had that, they had that before. But like, what I'm going to say is, anything they come up with, it's going, it's going to be met with people going, oh, I don't agree with that. So, yeah, my ideas, I don't really agree with my ideas to be honest, because it's it's a money making exercise. It's about how much money can we get out the fans, and where I sit in my ideas, completely selfishly at the moment. I'm sitting where I'm pretty much going to be guaranteed semis and finals moving forward. Well, I am because of where I sit in my gears. Um, so selfishly, it works for me. But in the overall grand scheme of it, I don't agree with it because it's a moneymaker. We've said before, I mean, we go down that wee route here in my gears, but I've said before you could buy a season ticket, a season ticket for the B team, season ticket for the, the women's team, not go to it and you get your points and stuff. So it's all about money. And they've released our a friendly like Mike Montecarni in, in January that's coming out. But the wee catch on it is you'll get five Majors points as well. Yeah. Plus your money for the ticket. So it, it's all about money, let's be honest about it. Yeah, it is. Majors very much is. I don't think it's perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And I think the the tears for some people are unachievable. Um, I think there's people that have, I think they for, the club kind of forget at times that people have commitments other than Rangers in their life. Now, Rangers is a massive commitment of mine, but I, I've i been to games that I've missed have not been through choice. There's been stuff that's happened that I couldn't go. I've not used my card or whatever. I've not got somebody to use my card. It's not been scanned or whatever. I lose points for that. And I'm like, I don't really I don't understand agree with that. Yeah. I don't really understand how that's fair, the fact that I couldn't go, but I need to write a sick note every time I can't go to a, go to a home game or whatever. But yeah, it, it, I think it's one of those ones that will they'll forever tinker with it and I don't think they'll ever come up with the perfect solution. I'm all for everybody applying, put your name in a hat and draw the names out of a hat. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's it can't it can be I don't I don't think there could be a fairer way than that because you it's just down to pot luck isn't it at times and sometimes you'll be lucky and sometimes you won't and you it's just one of those pills that you'll need to swallow um but yeah you're right in order for, the my gel scheme is in my opinion about trying to get as much money out of fans as you possibly can but I don't think it's ever going to please everybody and I also don't see the board moving away from it anytime soon no. so uh, I am very much on the cusp for possibility of final tickets and semi-final tickets I, I'm the the breakdown that they've done now of when you can go in and buy your tickets I'm quite near the bottom of it so yeah, I've got my work cut out to, to get myself back up but even things like they're going to do that the amount of merch and stuff that I buy like I should be getting points for that do you know what I mean? I should be getting points for going into the store and spending money on the. Again, there's no you don't scan your MyGels card or nothing like that. Do you know what I mean? It's something that I believe that they should look into there. Because um, I'm a sucker for a Castor email, I really am. Anyway, sorry, I was getting distracted there. Um, why did it take seven months to replace Ross Wilson? Um, Bennett replied it was finding the correct people. They're always been split into two jobs now, and a lot of candidates didn't want it to be split and just wanted to be a sporting director. He is very happy with the structure now. Ali, this one is very much going to be proof in the pudding. They're due to start at the end of December and the start of January. Our, our director of football recruitment and our, our, our performance... What performance? What is it? Performing on that? What's yeah, it called? Yeah, he's working with a doctor. Is it Mark yeah, Waller, our doctor? Is, he's like a performance yeah. coach, yeah performance coach whatever it is but yeah this one will be very much proof in the pudding and the board have laid their cards down to say that they wanted it to split it into two roles yeah 
they did say Clement give us a couple of months, you'll see the injuries getting better. So I'll be expecting Kamar Roof, Ryan Jack, all of them fit, ready to go. So <laughs> Kamar Roof, aye. I'll crack the jokes. I'll crack the jokes. Yeah, but no, but it's it's vitally important. They, they, that was a key position where they should have they should have filled when Ross Wilson went. They should have backups, can When managers go, they've got backups. So they should have this with the director of football. For me, they waited too long. They gambled big style with Beal, let him have a bit of free reign in the summer. Look, it's backfired spectacularly. So they've had to do it correctly. They've got two guys in that will kind of share the, the load a wee bit there. Um, but yeah, we'll just need to see what happens when, when he comes in. And January he starts. Uh, so it'll be interesting. So, yeah, you see, you brought, you brought, you brought. Yeah, you brought it up with Canan uh, amongst that. They was asked about injuries and about the players get injured, come back, and then they're out for even longer. They take a look at the grass and they get injured, which was a very good comment. Then you're right, come on, said that you will see you will see improvements or give us a few months, you will see improvement. And apparently, Tom Taylor has a reputation or a great reputation of improving injury problems within players and within yeah. squads. So we should see the benefits of that going going forward, which is uh, very welcome news. Very, very welcome news. Um, Northern, a Northern Irish fan asked about the priority parking due to com- um, commitments getting the last boat. And now, obviously, with the added on time in games, there's, is there something that can be done to get closer parking to the stadium for travelling fans? Which I think is a very fair point, to be completely honest. There is people that travel all over that are... At the mercy of um, transport, there's stuff that they can't do. It's not as if they can drive home. Um, so, I think it was a a, a very a, a very um, relevant question. Um, Bennett did say the reason I'm bringing this up because there's a comment in it. I want to hear your take on. Um, he says it's something that he will take away and he'll look into it. But it's good to see you're staying longer than the subway loyal. <laughs> I mean, I laughed when I when I heard it. I laughed. I did. I very much when I was reading the reports. I laughed at that, mate. But thoughts on that comment? I think that's a bit brave to be saying that. Yeah, I thought it was stupid from John Bennett to say that. Yeah. I get he's, he's trying to crack a joke, but don't oh. crack a joke at an AGM. Maybe do it at one oh. of these speakers' dinners or something where you say, "Hey, right, cameras away, lads," and you have a wee joke, but. No, he was obviously having a, a dig at Mr. Haymarch that, that leaves early in games. So it was good to see Bennett pull Ryan up and his antics leaving the games. <laughs> but, um, it's, well, it's we close. don't look. It's but again, it's been one of those things. We've not, I've not decided to do that. That we mean you do it again. People can leave at halftime if they want. It's there. It's up to them. Do you know what I mean? It really is just one of those yeah, things. It, it, it is. I mean, it's a joke between the Rangers fans and Subway Law. But, but I mean, it's, it's obviously Twitter's went a wee bit taunt after he said that. Day and yeah. Folk, folk have genuine reasons why they need to leave. They could be, they need to leave because maybe they're struggling with walking or something, they need to go out before or the crowds come out, or, or work commitments, or family, young kids, yeah. or whatever. So there's, there's, there's lots and lots. And we have a joke about it all the time uh, as being Rangers fans. But Ah, he's a time and a place, John. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, it was just like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I think I read get that one. Yeah, when he read it, I was like, whoa, that was, whoa, that was a bit of a he did, fans. He did say another one, Carney. I don't know if you're going to come on to it about Bennett, but he was asked about a comment about the the playing squad at the moment or the kind of summer. Yes. I don't know if you were going to come on to that one. No, carry um, on. Yeah, I was going to, but you might as well go. Just, just while you're on about John Bennett, and he said basically, again, he wouldn't comment on it. It's not his place to comment on but it. But yeah. he commented on the squad 
Well, but 18 but months that, ago when he said it was the best squad he's ever seen yeah, or something. Maybe that shows he's learned from his mistakes. <laughs> yeah. But then he but then he does go say this obviously loyal thing and you're like, maybe he doesn't learn from his mistakes. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're quite right, mate. No, when he said that, I went, well, you had plenty to say about it before. There's absolutely <laughs> no doubt about that. But um, it's got to be a very pressured environment, that as well, though, to, to be take, yeah. sitting taking the questions. They must have, they must ex- expect some difficult questions to come their way. But yeah, when he made that comment, I was like, I don't leave early. Um, it's just, I never have. Again, it's not, I'm not trying to pretend I'm a bigger Rangers fan than MDLs or nothing like that. We've sat there together, mate, miserable as everybody yeah. else has left. And me and you are still sitting there going, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? But it's just something that I've always done. I've just always stayed to the end. Um, but I, I, again, when he, just when he made the comment, I was like, that's probably not the time and the place to do something like that. Uh, and we'll finish up on numbers with a comment that I actually will commend um, Bennett for and one that I, I really like the answer to. I obviously asked on the numbers and he said that the number the, the supporter had said that the numbers don't add up in terms of sales, European football, player sales, etc. That he said that he wasn't it wasn't really making kind of more, as much sense to him and they want to see um are we now a club that has to sell a big player every season, for example, in order just to to survive and to kinda of, to keep um to keep us afloat, if you like. Bennett said, with the accounts, there is one main figure I want to bring to your attention. 10.5 million loss pre-player trading. This has to and will be reduced to zero. Player trading will be something we benefit from instead of using player trading to balance the books. That's a hell of a comment to make, Ali. Uh, I am impressed by that comment. And another one that I think is a kind of indication of the direction that Bennett wants to take is I think he'll be looking to save costs where he can without bringing detriment to the club and the running of the club and the playing squad etc but a comment that I can very much get behind me and if we can get to somewhere like that we'll be sitting we'll be sitting pretty mate yeah he said to keep an eye on that figure going forward to for mm. us to look, look the next um, when we bring the next um, figures out but Ah, that's a big our wage bill's massive, can't it? It's far Huge. too big. Huge. And he alluded he alluded to the fact there's players out of contract in the in the summer and pretty much said they're not getting, they're a not new getting one. renewed. Yeah, yeah, they're not getting a new one. Pretty much. So you can so you can read into that the guys that are out of contract, your Ryan Jacks, your Kamar Roofs, we have a joke about John Lawrence. So there's, there's all these guys, John McLaughlin, I think's maybe out of contract. So all these guys will be potentially moved on and probably should well it's a, it's a discussion for our time but half of them should be moved on at least um but yeah it's interesting that figure because you need to get that figure down can you that's that's too much um and if he can get that figure down to where he wants it and you're not relying on selling a big player each year when you do sell a player each year because you'd still be doing that regardless anyway the player trading model then you can reinvest in other stuff and reinvest in the squad so Yes, I will um, keep an eye on that over the next coming years to see if it actually comes through. Yeah, no, very much so. But it's one that I think I like the, I like the the forward thinking in that. I like the the plan of to, to get that down as low as possible, and that's that's what we should be aiming for. You should be a self sustaining club. That's what you should yeah. be. Breaking even is what you should do, and everything else on top of that would be would be a bonus. You've got to remember the amount of real investment that they have put in. Wasted investment, I understand some of it in the. 
the playing squad, but the investment in Edmondson House and stuff like that, that what they will start seeing the fruits of their labour um eventually with things like that and the the, the the, the different things that they're doing. So, no, I say all in all, I think it was an okay GM. I don't think there was enough tough questions asked, but again, I who am I to say that? I wasn't there and it's, I'm not a shareholder, but um, other ones as well that you just like, we don't need to be asking these sort of questions. Can we just not do that? But uh, yeah, the, the last the last one that we just spoke about is the one that I think I'll be paying most attention to and probably the 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 improvement injuries under under Tom Taylor. We move on to the Hearts game, mate. Um, come on, presser just quickly. He said we will need to be up for it and or a game as they will fancy their chances against us. I don't read all what you write, but people tell me everything, which was in regards to um, why do you think the Hearts will be up for it? Because Raiders are coming to town. Every team's always up for it when Raiders are coming to town. He said, it's my 11th game and my third against Hearts, which sums up Scottish football absolutely perfectly. On the squad, a few knocks to players, but hopefully no major concerns. Raskin will be out a little bit longer uh, before he is fit. Everyone is working hard with him, but sometimes these things happen. No time was given for his return. And then Dow, mate, he's training hard and doing his maximum, is what he said. Uh, he's like, training hard and doing his maximum, but there's competition for his places. And I was like, is there? Good, good <laughs> We've got number eight, no number eight on the bench. Is he a number eight? Am I being am I being wrong? I thought he was a kind of number eight that could have played on the left of a. He can play quite. play quite a few different positions. He can play. He can play a ten, but he he can play. I would say he would sit as an eight. That's where I would see him sitting. Yeah, and we don't. And considering we don't have one. Yeah, I know. I found that very weird. Obviously. There was the the bit after the the Heart and Hand live show that was released that there was comment made there, and all of a sudden it was spreading through that Dessers, um, Redvan, and Dowell were um, yeah. told to find new clubs. The press were doing their best to try and get a response or try and get a reaction to that from um, Clement without directly asking it, if you like. But he didn't really give too much away. But that comment, I was like. Hmm. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll do we'll make an appearance tomorrow night. And on the transfer window, he said some things will happen, but it just has to be the right things. On the hearts themselves, mate, they've won four out of the last five games, and at the weekend there they won one and one nil away to Kilmarnock. One thing, one thing is for sure, mate. We need to start better tomorrow night. Oh, hundred percent. You know how hearts will start tomorrow. Similar to yeah. Aberdeen, it'll be the usual frantic first ten fifteen minutes. And they'll have a go at us. Rangers need to start tomorrow. Why don't we come out for a change and have a go at these That'd teams nice. and put them to bed, hopefully? Um, it'd be nice to see that instead of it taking 45 minutes for Rangers to warm up. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see what the team lineup is. Obviously, we'll come on to teams and stuff, but they need to play better than they did at the weekend, Carney, against St. Mern for me. Um, the Hearts... Hearts had a bit of a weird season, not scoring many goals, Hearts, um, nah. but they don't concede many goals either, so they're kind of compact, but we've played them twice in the past couple of weeks, so there's nothing new about them, we've, we've played them, so if Rangers play the way Rangers can play, Rangers should beat Hearts, but start for the first whistle, Rangers not, after 45 minutes. That would be nice, mate, yeah, it would be nice not to be sitting halfway through the first half going, please start playing at some point and be a wee bit proactive in terms of playing attacking football but yeah no we just need to be better we need to start better it's it's always uh it's one of those things that we, we do bring up it's always a tough place to go because it's always made out to be a tough place to go but i do think um 
I do think no matter what, the performance is going to need to be better than what we've seen in the past well, three games, probably. Maybe not so much the second half against St Murray, that's probably a bit too critical, but uh, we need to get back to the way we were when Clement first came in. Uh, and We seem to be very attacking, very high pressing, not giving them a second on the ball and really take the game to them. We need to start implementing our game onto, te- onto teams as I think Clement wants it to happen, uh, which we haven't seen recently. So, yeah, it's uh, it's always an interesting game to look forward to. It's always one that you have a look for for some reason or other you always look at Pataudry, Hibs, Hearts, Celtic you always look at them games to see when they are but yeah tomorrow night at 8pm is it 8pm yeah. kickoff? an 8pm kickoff tomorrow night uh, on Sky Sports you see Sky Sports put up that thing or they were advertising it and they put the Aberdeen badge up did they? Yeah, honestly, you know one of the things that flashes up like Hearts v Rangers and then at the side yeah. with the two the two the two club badges, the Aberdeen badges, on it? And you're like they couldn't kill, they could, they could yeah, not they care less about bunches. Scottish football, mate. Yeah. They couldn't care less. They couldn't care less. So yeah, I uh, say uh, an interesting game, um, and uh, one that, as I say, we're, we're going to need to be going to need to be up for, and it's imperative that we, we that we start better. We can't be starting slow. Uh, so on that, mate, what is your thoughts on the team ahead of the game? Who do you think the starting eleven will be? I think we'll be very similar. There's maybe one position where, what does he do? Because it's hard. So does he? I was going to say shore up a wee bit, but the guy I'm thinking of, no. So I'm going Portland, mm-hmm. Tav, Goldson, mm-hmm. Balogun. Mm-hmm. I think he'll stay there. Barisic, yep. Lundstrom. Now this yep. is the one where I thought, does he bring Sifuentes in? But I can just see this game being a bit frantic, and I can see him just getting lost in it. So. I'm playing Tom Lawrence again. Cantwell's a 10. Seymour, Danilo and McCausland. That's who I'm going yeah. to team. I would say I'm pretty, pretty much spot on from that as well, mate. I can't really see any alternative to it. Sifuentes has come in and again, it's not a bashing, it's actual facts. He's been terrible. He's not impressed at all. He's definitely not impressed me. Uh, and a game where we're going to need to be right up for it from the start, then I think it might be wise to keep Lawrence in there. I don't know if Lawrence is the gung-ho number eight that I would like. I do see him more nah. as an attacking, a more an attacking player, but what other options do we have right now? Maybe Dowell will come back in. Who knows? I really don't know. But the fact that he's not been on the bench for the last game anyway, when Clement was saying that he's he's doing his, he's doing his maximum in training, um, but it would suggest to me that Clement's not keen on him. So we'll be, yeah, I think it'll be the same. Yeah, I do. The only change I see is Danilo coming in for for Dessers. That's the only change that I would foresee going into tomorrow night. Your score, mate? I think it'll be tight tomorrow night, if I'm being honest. Um, 2 1 Rangers, a Tav penalty. Tav penalty to go first. First or the winner? No, I get a penalty first. Penalty first. I'll go. I'm going to go one 0 Rangers. Oh. I think it'll be quite a tense affair. I think it'll be nil nil at half time. Sorry for my my oh, my optimism here. I think it'll be nil nil at half time, and I think uh, Todd Cantwell will get the winner at about seventy five minutes, something like that, after we broke down hearts a bit. Uh, but. Just win, Rangers, please. That's all I would really like as a win. That would be smashing. So for tonight, Alistair, thank you for carrying me through this, mate. I do appreciate it. I am going to my bed. I appreciate it, mate. No problem. Like I say, I look forward to 
to have the Rangers back tomorrow night. So, um, yes, three points, Rangers. That's that's all I ask for tomorrow. That's all I can ask for tomorrow as well. Is um, please win, just please win. That would be lovely to be sitting here tomorrow night after after Rangers winning, bringing a, a club reaction. So yes, I'll be back with someone tomorrow night. Um, a club reaction after full time. I very much hope your team wins. Until then, enjoy your Wednesday, enjoy the game, and thank you for tuning in. We are Club at Twenty Two, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody. Podcast Network.